Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Field the biscuit in the basket. Touchdown, Chicago. Yes, he does. Keep in the pocket. Touchdown. Touchdown, Chicago. Listening to the number one Chicago Bears podcast, unrivaled, unmatched, and unequal. Hogan Johns covering the Bears from CHGO. It's Adam Ho, and from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Together, they're the Adams. The Adams converge. The consummate pros. The incomparable Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in another edition of Hogue and Johns for you, just without the Johns. He's in much nicer weather in Arizona. While myself and Kevin Fishbane did the hard work today, standing in the cold and lake forest, watching a glorious April minicamp practice with Matt Eberflus as the head coach for the first time on the grass. Kevin, did you enjoy it? Now that you're a football coach, uh, do you ever say on the grass? Because it's one of my favorite like football guy phrases. It was a big John Fox thing. Yeah. You know, we just got to get him on the grass and then we'll see how they look. So the answer is actually yes. I don't think I say it a lot, but the reason why it's something that I, that at least at the high school level we've talked about is because we don't have an indoor facility. So Mm. the indoor becomes the basketball court. And so, and that's where like a lot of just off-season workouts take place, or you're in the weight room. And so you do say like, once we get on it's, the grass, we can do it's this. Literal. Yeah, it's very literal for you. Yeah, yeah I understand. So it is something uh, that comes it up. was good to get out on the grass. We were technically on the gravel. Um, but yeah, we watched uh, we watched the Bears play football today, kind of for the first time since uh, early January. Um, so yeah, I mean. I, I I joked about this uh, a week or two ago in a mailbag, but if you're coming to training camp, you're gonna want to look at that roster. <laughs> like there, this is just is a new era in so many ways. Like we're out there, like I, I'm like looking for Matt Eberfuss. I like can't even recognize. I I'm like looking for the head coach. I I do have to say uh, t- today yeah. felt weird. Like it was a weird feeling. Like you walk out to the same field that we're used to watching practice on, and some of the players are the same, but for the most part, it like it felt like somebody had come in and just like switched out the entire organization in a weird way. Well, Except for number one, like number one was the most prominent returning yeah. player that was still out there. But then this is something we'll talk about. Like Eddie Jackson's not out there. Uh, Robert Quinn's not out there. Like, there's other players. Who are not, there's no more Khalil Mack. Obviously, he got traded. And you're just you're looking. You're like all these different numbers, all these different coaches. Like, couldn't recognize any of them. Like you said, yeah. it was it was hard to even spot Matt Eberflus with a white hat on for the first time. Yeah, I, like we both walked over to the offensive line uh, workouts 
because we thought we saw Matt Eberflus. We had to like get closer to like, is that the head coach of the Chicago Bears? Now, we I will say we did have trouble at times spotting Matt Nagy because there were seven different coaches in the Bears the last four years that looked exactly like Matt Nagy. Yes. So I think we're down to maybe one because there was definitely another bald white guy running around out there. Yeah, but there were one. Or, yeah, there was yeah. a naggy lookalike. I told you, I thought I saw Dave Ragone out there yeah. today. Um, but yeah, brand new, like in completely new coaching staff, tons of new players. And, and you know what's gonna be funny is when we get out there for OTAs, you're gonna have the rookies, the draft picks, the undrafted rookies, and they're probably still gonna sign like five or six more veterans. So yeah, it's um, get your rosters, keep keep your rosters close by. Let's put it this way. Travis Gibson was the second most notable returning player on defense at practice today. Yeah. Behind Roquan Smith. Which, oh yeah, because Jalen Johnson wasn't there today either. It makes you sort of wonder if we're underestimating the defensive turnover a little bit. And... I mean, I think I, I I know I have at least had like this. Every time we talk about the offense, I'll step back. Like they don't have any talent. I'm like, well, yeah, but the defense should be similar. But when you actually put that in perspective, and like today they had two players talk. That was the plan. Offense, they go with Justin Fields, obvious choice. Defense. For whatever reason, Roquan didn't talk today. So then you go down the line and you're like, oh, Jalen Johnson's not here. Eddie Jackson's not here. Travis Gibson? And that's kind of where they are. I think there were there were two players there today on defense that you could 110% say are starting next year. And that's Roquan Smith and Justin Jones. I, I think Nicholas Morrow will probably start. I actually but, would like to challenge you on Justin Jones. You want to challenge? Okay. What if they What if they draft a three technique in this with their first pick in the second round? Yeah. Yeah. All right. A, a Parian Winfrey. It's a good name. Yeah. It is a good name. Local guy too. Tommy Harris, who uh, you know played a little bit of good three technique for this franchise. Not surprisingly, Oklahoma guy likes Parian Winfrey to the Bears. I know we're going to get this, get to this. I don't want to jump ahead because we're going to talk about the guys who are missing. But just note, as we're discussing how it was weird being there and so many new guys and so many guys not there, it's not a big deal that those guys weren't there because it's April. Uh, but I don't know if I completely agree with that. All right, well, we can, let's get into it. Yeah, I think... As Matt Eberflew said today, as he tried to dodge, you know, dip, dodge, duck, dive, and dodge. Are those the five dodges from Dodgeball? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, if I got that right, probably screw that movie quote up, but I think it was pretty close. I think it was like about 95% accurate. Every story is different, right? Example, Nick Foles not being there. Not surprising. Why would he be there? Yeah, if I'm Nick Foles, I'm not going anywhere near. I mean, the there. GM already said he's trying to train him. You know what? I take that back. I would maybe go there if I was Nick Foles just to troll. Oh. Nick tr- Nick Trolls. Nick Trolls. Interesting. Because be, you could kind of like just goof around. Yeah. You know? Um. 
I don't know, Robert Quinn not being there. Again, we don't know the circumstance. I hate this because we don't know the circumstances. We've seen times where a guy's not there on the first day of a mini camp and then he's there the next day. Or an OTA is when we only get to see one of the practices every week. One guy's there that week, then he's not there the next, then he's, you know, then he's there. I guess when I say say not a big deal, I I guess what I mean is, like, Eddie Jackson's going to be the starting safety for this team. Like, Jalen Johnson's going to be a starting corner. And, and I presume if he's not traded, Robert Quinn will be a starting defensive end. So, like, these are not guys. But, like, I, I'm with you. Like, Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson, at least based on social media, were there in recent, at least at some point in the past two weeks. It's like, why they're not there for practice, I don't know. Um, but the, that's the problem is, like, they, they leave they leave the speculation. And I think that, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I, it's I just think that, like, when we're talking about who's on this team, like it's not a big deal in terms of like who's going to be the starting guys because like they're they're still there. But I'm I can definitely say like yeah, they should have been there. I think the head coach made it very clear how much he valued the guys that were there. So for example, if Eddie Jackson was having a root canal done today, not a big deal. I feel sorry that he has a root canal, but. Status on the football team, fine. If Eddie Jackson's sitting out the voluntary portion of the offseason program, which again, we don't know that that's the case, but a big chunk of the defense didn't show up last year, and I think it hurt them very much. Like when multiple players don't touch down a receiver in the first game of the season on Sunday night football, it turns into a touchdown. You know, you wonder about some of that stuff when you're not there for all the stuff you're supposed to be doing in the off season, even though it is voluntary, it's still not a great look. So if you're somebody like Eddie Jackson, who like, at least in my opinion, needs to prove himself with a new coach, with a new regime. I definitely, when that name showed up today as, when we were going through the list and you had already done a lot of the attendance already and you're like, yep, no Eddie Jackson. I was like, ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one to me. So, again, I don't want to overreact because maybe he could be there tomorrow. Maybe he's missed everything so far. I don't think that's a great look for him personally if he's missed everything so far. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I'll say this. When Matt Eberflus unveiled his hits philosophy three months ago at House Hall, I wrote down two numbers on my notepad. They were 33 and four. Those are the two guys who you can go back to last year and look at moments that, that based on what they did in games, they might not have finished a play the way Matt Eberflus is going to require. So, you know, you would, you would, <laughs> of, of, of players that, you know, you, you would think need to, do their best to make good first impression on the head coach based on that reputation. Some of it earned, maybe some of it not. Some of it maybe a little over, you know, um, maybe some of it exaggerated, some of it earned. Uh, you would think to be there. But as you said, they could be there tomorrow. They could be there Thursday. They could be there for all of OTAs and minicamp. And we'll never discuss this again. Right. But it's Tuesday. The Bears had a practice. And we got to be there, so obviously that's going to be kind of top of mind. Yeah, and and, it's a, and, and until we get more information, or the Bears want to provide more information, or the head coach wants to clear some of this stuff up, it's 
you know, it's kind of the discussions that we have this time of year. And um, I think again, By the way, play- wouldn't wouldn't it be great if Eddie Jackson was getting a root canal for like the Bears head coach to say, "Hey, Ajax wasn't here; he had a, he was getting a root canal." I would laugh very hard, <laughs> probably yeah. out loud in the press conference. Yeah, but yeah. you know that's the world we live in, where these guys like they just they're they're it, it, like like you wish if it was something that is like a totally understandable reason to not be there, and they're going to be there tomorrow. That they just said, "Hey, yeah, he had a personal thing today. He's going to be here tomorrow." But Matty Rufus does not necessarily seem like the type that's going to provide that kind of information. No, I don't think so. A um, couple other things, though. One is very significant for me, and I guess I'm actually I have to say I'm kind of glad I saw it. Offensive line: Larry Borum at left tackle, Tevin Jenkins at right tackle. I was very curious to see how they would line this up. Now, both Ryan Poles and Matty Eberflus have said that that situation's fluid, that they're going to try them at multiple different spots. I also think that what happens over the next couple weeks could dictate some of this. Do they draft a tackle? Do they draft a guard? Do they draft neither? Do they pick up one of those positions off a free agency when somebody gets cut in a, like the, I could see how it's fluid, but at least to start, I find it very notable that in the first practice, Larry Borum was actually on the left side. Tevin Jenkins is on the right. At a minimum, at a minimum, what it tells you is they do not view Tevin Jenkins as a slam dunk future left tackle. They may still think he could play left tackle, but if they viewed him in the same light that Ryan Pace and company clearly did when they drafted him, he would be he would have been a left tackle today and they would be trying to make that happen i one of the reasons why i'm sort of optimistic about this kevin at least in the evaluation of what they could possibly see and i did ask Eberflus today like how did you, what are you looking at and it's like kind of all of the above all the college film the limited nfl film trying to p- determine where their best spot is i thought in a very small sample size larry borm looked like a left tackle to me last year now we've had a conversations with Olin Krutz on the CHGO podcast, and he seems to think that Larry Borum is better off long-term at guard. But between the two tackle options the Bears have right now, I personally feel like from what I've been able to see, and it is limited, that Tevin Jenkins has a better chance at long-term success on the right side. And Borum, you at least try on the left to see if that can work, and then maybe you kick him, him the guard if that doesn't work out. Or... If they're both struggling, then maybe you try to kick Jenkins in the guard, Borum at right tackle. But based on what they have right now on the roster, I actually thought the way they had it lined up today made sense. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's funny. You go back to that practice at Soldier Field last year when the top seven left tackles on the team were out. So Larry Borum had to play left tackle. And it was like a revelation to the Bears coaches. They were like they couldn't stop talking about how well he played there. And if he doesn't get concussed that day, they don't sign Jason Peters. And Larry yeah. Borum is your week one starting left tackle. And he pro- and if he stays healthy and plays well, he plays left tackle all year. And they put Tevin Jenkins back at right tackle when Tevin Jenkins returns. That's what they would have I'm sure yeah. it's what they would have. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say I'm sure it's what they would have done with the previous regime. You never know. But so, yeah, I, I think that they 
talked about last year that Larry Borm was very light in his feet. He lost a ton of weight uh, from between his pro day and reporting to Hallis Hall. They kind of could see, like, wait a second, maybe this guy could play left tackle. So I, I, I like that. I like the idea of it. I still think this is a team that maybe they have the flexibility. You can still sign a veteran left tackle who starts the first X amount of games of the year until you feel really good about Larry Borum. You could draft a guy who competes with Borum in training camp. Uh, there's some options there. Uh, it, nev- it, Hogue, it never made that much sense to me, the idea of Tevin Jenkins being a left tackle. <laughs> you I mean, and just, so many others. I just never... It was just <laughs> not like the team the day, that drafted him. Right. The day that, they, that Charles Leto got cut, I was just like, why? Like, you're not even gonna, like, <laughs> that, did, that did seem awful premature. It's just like you're not even going to let these two guys like play it out. It's just like what? Like what are we doing here? It it never made sense at the time, and I think I think the staff, yeah, you know Jenkins, that was his position. And you remember at the owners' meetings when Ryan Poles was asked about it, the first thing he said was Larry Bourne played some SEC left tackle, and the yep. next thing he said was Tevin Jenkins played some left tackle last year. That to me, once he said that, was okay. That I, I have a feeling who you prefer at what side. Yeah, and I think that's what we at least saw today. And I am curious to see how much this actually changes. Um, you know, of like tomorrow, are they really going to be switched? Is this some kind of weird competition? Or I have a feeling it's going to be more like this is what we're starting with. Maybe some draft personnel changes could change it. But if I had to place a bet right now, the first practice of training camp. In July, Larry Borum's at left tackle. Tevin Jenkins is at right. What if Ryan Poles or Ryan Trolls trolls this podcast, listens to this episode tomorrow, flips Borum and Jenkins, and all the guys who weren't here today are all there? And Eberflus announces that Eddie Jackson had a root canal. All on the table. I think it would just uh, show you the poll that this podcast really has. It would. The polls that it has. The polls, yeah. That's, that was um, good. The number one thing, I guess that was number one. The second most important thing I saw from the offensive line today, not that we needed to see it to know it, uh, the Bears need a right guard. Yeah. Um, I guess technically Eberflus did not say this. A couple of reporters did put this out there, though, and it Sam Mustafer was at right guard today. And um I've never he, seen Sam Mustafer play anywhere other than center. No. I'm not sure he has. I'm mean, sure he has at some point. I have to drive back dive back in his draft profile at Notre Dame. But look, he was already kind of an undersized center. I don't know if, how you felt about this, but looking at him line up in between not, not only Tevin Jenkins on the right side, but there's a size difference with Lucas Patrick at center, too. Like that was no. This is why I like getting my eyes out on the grass on these players, mm-hmm. Kevin. Because you get, I'll give you. Want to hear the most random observation I had today? I may have actually already made this to you. I forget who I said this to, but blazing game the fullback. Yep. He don't look like a fullback. He looks like a tight end to me. He's taller than I thought, and he's like he's not. He's not like short and scrunchy like some fullbacks are. Is that a scouting term? Uh, scrunchy. <laughs> <laughs> stocky was what you were looking for stocky what did pat finley say today about is asked uh if maddie oh, yeah, is rigid was, uh, rigid yeah yeah 
He was referring to Matty Rufus's schedule. Is it rigid? Yeah. And um, let's see. The last time the bear. So Michael Burton was the last Bears fullback. Like Michael Burton's a little scrunchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tyler Klutz. Guy, let's put this. They're, they're built like squares. Hey, didn't Tyler like a, Klutz bring the Bears? Um, Sheriff, Sheriff McManus. Yep. Legendary yep. trade. Um, yeah, you you expect the guy to like literally look like a like a square. Um, yeah. Blazing and, looks like a tight end. I can't, he looks yeah. like he's listed at six foot, and I'm going Matt Matt Forte was six two. He I, like he already looked big next to all the other running backs. I I feel like he's taller than six feet. I didn't believe it. Uh, yeah, I will say if he lines up with the tight ends, maybe he would look really short. Maybe. Maybe the Bears all, running backs are all really short. I don't know. Yeah, everything's relative. But, hey, it's I'm excited the Bears have a fullback. Where that came from, though, was Sam Mustafer looks small <laughs> in between yeah. Lucas Patrick and Tevin Jenkins. And here's the thing about Mustafer. I think he could still have a role on this team. And I think ideally, and part of the problem sometimes the last regime had was trying to fit solid backups in as starters and kind of make them more than they are. Um, I can't remember if I've told this before, but someone had relayed to me that Chase Daniel called or considered Sam Mustafer the smartest center he's ever worked with. Didn't say the best, just said the smartest. Okay. You can have value as an interior offensive lineman if the team knows that you can jump in at any given moment and know what the hell is going on at center if the center goes down. Okay, to have a backup center like that is I is great. However, in the NFL, with the way rosters are on game day, you really need that guy to be able to play guard too. Like you want the guy who's active on game day as the backup center needs to also play guard. And so I'm interested to see how that goes. Cause I do think Sam Mustafer could be a valuable player off the bench for depth purposes for this Bears offensive line. I think if they're walking into week one with him as the starting right guard, that's a problem. But he's probably earned the opportunity. I don't know how you feel about it, Kevin. At least I understand why he was a right guard today. I found that interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's got to get that work in there. And I think when he came in in 2020, uh, there was a difference right away in terms of the center knowing what to do like it wasn't so much his physical abilities but right away there was a sense along that offensive line that okay this guy makes the right ids makes the right calls like and as you said there's something to be said about having a guy on your team and the other thing too they don't have anybody else yeah i know like <laughs> they don't like they have dakota dozier who i don't think i've been ratioing more on twitter than when I just tweeted the bear sign Dakota Dozier. Why'd you I, do that, Kevin? Why did you do know. that? I don't know. Like, guess what? There's a 90-man roster. They're going to have players who you don't love. Who is Dakota Dozier? They have Willie Wright. I've never heard of Willie Wright, but... Oh, um, Dieter. Dieter Island. Been with yeah, the team for Dieter. a little bit. Dieter, Dieter is now the random like practice squad backup player that... Will always I, be there. that I get asked about the most now. Ooh, like it used to be Jesper Horstead, I think. Now, now Jesper's like kind of earned his. He's caught a touchdown before in the NFL. He's he's kind of graduated from that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, Thomas Graham Jr. kind of graduated from that a little bit. 
He was right. That but you know what I mean, though, when you get, yeah. like someone tweets at you and they're like, hey, how does random guy you don't watch at practice look? Mm-hmm. Like, like if someone like break down Dieter Eilson for you, right? For I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen him since training camp last year. Now he's somebody that could play center and guard. There you go. Which is why I found it interesting. Now, now one, you just mentioned Dakota Dozier because one, if you had told me Dakota Dozier was the starting right guard today, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. I don't think you want him there on week one, but yeah, based on what the depth chart looks like right now. So the fact they had Mustafer there. I think it's probably for the reason that I just brought up was that I think Mustafer is probably still valued as a backup center, but you want him to be able to play guard too. So that's a, a hey for an offensive line that doesn't have <laughs> much right. That was an interesting, a very interesting part of today. I thought for our. By first the way, one. I I wrote this recently with uh, Adam Johns that Cody Whitehair. Is so far and away the only player on the offensive line who the Bears can look at and say, "Yeah, we know what we're getting from you." Yeah, I mean, we have one guy on the offensive line that can say that about. And you can sit here and pontificate about what you're going to get from Tevin Jenkins. I like the Lucas Patrick signing. I, I, I'm very interested to see what he does. But that was a two-year deal for what eight million dollars. Yeah, it's. You know, for and, and like, you know, we could talk about Larry Borum. They don't have a right guard. Like, you have one guy who was a Pro Bowl alternate once in his career. I like Cody Whitehair. He's done a lot of nice things for this team. He's been the ultimate team player. I will always say, Hogue, if they did not change his position the week before his rookie season began, he would be a Pro Bowl guard. Yeah, they tend to do that a lot. Yeah, I, I still cannot believe they... Remember when just they because moved? they they needed Josh Sitton, yeah. The year they went three and thirteen, like they wait, had. Wait, to get wasn't Josh- that when? Wait, wasn't that when they moved Kyle Long to right tackle? When they, uh, was it the same? That was the year Kyle Long played. See, I thought that that was the last minute change they made. No, well, so they signed Sitton, who was a guard, so they had yeah. to move somebody to center. Okay. To go back and revisit that, but um, right, was it? Yeah, something like that. But they just yeah. need somewhere for Cody Whitehair to play because he wasn't going to play guard when they got Josh sitting in there. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I'd have to go back and revisit. I, I thought the, I thought the Kyle Long thing was when they signed sitting. Because I'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna figure this out. Yeah, I'm, go ahead I'm, and do it. Whenever they I'm put, whenever they put Kyle Long at right tackle, it was like at the last. It was like the week before the season started. When he had been at guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. so just looking at uh, that Bears-Patriots preseason game. Um, Co- yeah, Co- Ted Larson was the center. Yeah. Cody Whitehair was left guard. Kyle Long was right guard. Yeah. Yeah, because they had Bobby Massey in 2016. So they didn't need Kyle Long to play right tackle. Right. That was 20... Because he made... Yeah, it was 2015. They moved Kyle Long to right tackle because they were being so weird about it all offseason. They wouldn't say, and then we were finally allowed to report that he was playing right tackle, and they didn't change it on the depth chart or the roster right. until after the first game of the season. And uh, whoever they played to start that season totally caught off guard. I'm sure that was two head coaches ago. I was thinking about that this morning. I, I mean, it was like I don't know how I couldn't be like how many of these April mini camps 
I've covered now at this point because of all the changes. Tressman, because I didn't obviously didn't get Lovey's. I covered the end of Lovey, but that wouldn't have been the extra mini camp. Um, so Tressman, Fox, Nagy, Eberflus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about the quarterback, though? Justin Fields. Yeah. He was the one guy where you're like, yeah, I know him. He wears number one. He's in the orange jersey. I don't know who those other two quarterbacks are. Oh, yeah, Trevor Simeon. See, Chris Emma tried to say that Trevor Simeon was the Chicago Bears Big Ten quarterback today. And I said, I know what you're going there with like the Northwestern thing, but I'm pretty sure Justin Fields still qualifies as Chicago's Big Ten quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Sorry. What did you think about your boy, Trevor? I mean, smooth operator, Trevor Simeon. Smooth operator. Yeah. I, uh, he looked uh, looked as good as he always has been. You know, we can, you know, he's reliable. He's, uh, perfect for this position, and if uh, if he needs to step in for any reason, you know what you're going to get. And you want to talk about a smart player, you know. I think I think we all we can all vouch that he you know got a good head on his shoulders. You're not listening, Chris. That's been your 15 seconds on. What uh, I forgot? I meant to ask you what was your preferred. Uh, drop back foot when you're in the shotgun. So I actually need to look into this a little bit more. I don't, you know, I'm not like a quarterback guru when it comes to technique and things like that. Not, not yet. You're not. Um, but so this is what we're, so Justin Fields said today, he was asked what kind of changes are going on here. Maybe with technique, things like that. And he said, Luke Getzey is having him put his, left foot forward in the shotgun now when you know when he's in the shotgun stance waiting for the snap left foot forward again not talking as like a total expert in quarterback mechanics from start to finish um that i'm relatively sure is how we teach it and seems like to me if i were to just walk up and do it naturally would be what i would do um now, because I, but what it has to do with is timing in, in your progression and rhythm. And so last year, Fields had his right foot forward. And I briefly, right before we got started here, I checked his Ohio State film from at least his senior year. I've not gone through you know every year. Um, but at least his senior year against Clemson. His right foot was forward there too, so I just wonder if that was a change that uh, the Bears just didn't want to make with a rookie, like mess with his mechanics right away. Uh, and Luke Getzey's coming in here and being like, "No, everything's going to work better with your footwork, with your rhythm as you go through your progressions. If your left foot is forward, and so for anyone being like, why does this matter? That's what it is. Like your footwork's everything, 
And regardless, you have to get your feet in the proper position when you make the throw. If your feet aren't there, your throw is going to be off. Your feet, everything when it comes to accuracy. So, I again, I like to hear subtle changes like this. It'll be interesting to see how it works out. Quick observation from one random minicamp practice in shorts with no defense. I thought Justin was very accurate today. I thought a lot of the passes were right where they should be in the hands, in stride, on the receivers. No pass rush, no defense. Don't know necessarily. It wasn't like clocking the the decisions or how quickly he was getting rid of the ball, things like that. But I did think he looked comfortable today watching him go through all that. Yeah, I think I saw maybe one ball hit the ground all day. Which and, is pretty impressive. And that's what you want also in, in a practice like this. But again, like these, this is his first time practicing with this footwork, with this coach, coordinator. You know, they were playing against scout team stuff. So, yeah, you know, it's I think we all this time of year, we're always kind of looking for some subtle changes just out of intrigue. And that that's the change for fields. And um, he seemed to kind of approach it very matter of fact like this is what we're supposed to do in this offense it helps with the timing and you get that like your footwork is so crucial to the timing of the play because if you have the, if you're on the wrong foot then you got to take an extra step or whatever you have to do to make the throw and the receivers get out of his break um so yeah so it i i get it and it's just up to justin fields to get comfortable in it and, and, and going back to our earlier topic too about attendance hogue the yeah. offense and justin fields says you know he kind of he didn't say that he told guys to get there, but he told us like if you're on the offense, you kind of need to be there, and pretty much everybody was there. And that's where I am on the defense too, man. It's still it's a new defense, it's a new defense, and I you know you can tell me that Robert Quinn does what Robert Quinn does. He's, he could show up on you know on Sunday of the first game and know he's got to get a field and tackle the quarterback and I'd be like okay I get where you're coming from the guy's been around the league long enough multiple defenses not going to make too big of a deal out of that one but for a guy like Eddie Jackson who's taken a step back in recent years and I think could benefit from this defense he's somebody that should be there Jalen Johnson not being there really surprised me and that's one where I wonder, like, does he just have something else going on? Was you know, does he have a root canal? I mean, a lot of root canals going on these days, for all we know. Yeah, no, you've changed. I mean, as I said, my statement earlier about how not being a big deal. It's just like, like I, I want to judge these guys at OTAs and minicamp and training camp, and not middle of April. But I'll also say this, like, and you know, want to be careful here because if you have pers- if they have personal things going on, they got personal things going on. But it's April 19th, and your football team's having a practice. Like, it's hard to imagine in this profession, like, what else you could be doing unless you're on vacation with the Johns family. All right. Yeah. What do you think Johns is doing right now? Uh, I have not heard from him today. I don't expect he's on vacation. He doesn't have to reach out. Anyway, uh, who cares? Is he going to listen to this podcast? No. Uh, probably not. No. Yeah. I doubt it. That's fine. <laughs> is is Jalen Johnson going to listen to this podcast? Um, uh, probably not. I don't know. Hey, you know what's weird? Really weird. 
He, I am not making this up, literally just tweeted at you and me. As we were, that's actually crazy and weird that that just happened. He said, have a great show today, Adam Hogue and Kevin Fishbane with, he's on top of a mountain, like Ron Burgundy. Oh, wow. Look at this. 27 seconds ago. Is that the Grand Canyon? He kind of did the portrait mode where the backs, the, the, mm-hmm. the background. I feel like he did portrait mode wrong. I, I've been much more interested in, in what's behind him than him. Right. His, I do have to say, though, the walking bear sweatshirt looks really good. I have to say. Yeah, it's a, it's a good looking sweatshirt. Another, um, another hint he's at the Grand Canyon because that sweatshirt probably a little too warm to wear in the, the heat of the valley. So I'm thinking he's out the Grand Canyon where it's a little cooler. You had me nervous for a second because I thought you were saying that Jalen Johnson had just tweeted at us. Oh. This just in, Matt Eberflus just tweeted, Jalen Johnson and Eddie Jackson had root canals today. No. Yeah. I made that part up. Josh literally, that is so weird. He tweeted us right as we were talking about him. I'm a little yeah. creeped out by that, to be honest with you. Is he secretly on this recording as we're doing this? Weird. All right. We need to get out of here, though. Um, Good stuff. We'll be back. Kevin and I will be back Thursday to recap the next two days. So we'll get you the full mini camp experience, more observations. Maybe the root canals will be over by then. We'll find out. We'll check in with the dentist. I don't know if the Bears have a dentist. They probably do. Um, but... We'll have all that for you on Thursday. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Kay Fishbane. Kevin's got all the coverage up at theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Make sure you are subscribed. Observations, takeaways from today at Hallis Hall. And we have you covered, too, at allchgo.com. Nicholas Moriano's got some stuff. I'll have some stuff, so that's all for you. My 10 Bears things up at, um, although not 10 Bears things anymore, Kevin. Just the Bears things. I like that because, and I argue about this with Johns, we as a society get so hung up on fives and tens and fifteens yeah. and twenties. Let's just, just go. Just, you know, you know, be you. If you want, if you only have seven Bears things, do seven. If you got 14, give me all 14. What a way to end there with the BU comment. It's just where we're at, Hope. What a waste of time training camp was, guys. Such an all-timer. <laughs> that was classic. All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to you Thursday. See ya. Hey, what's up, Floose?